0: The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider podcast, presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, and Arbor. Your chance to get in on the action. Now let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all: Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. The madness of March
1: upon us, finally. Alex Jewel, as we see, not only spring football start, basketball championships now here, lacrosse, tennis. All the sports are upon us.
0: They are upon us. It's the end of the college basketball season for Eastern Michigan. But as we know, some people think it's the best time of year. March Madness officially gets underway this week, Greg. But I want to start somewhere that you just mentioned. And I think we have to give Steve Schramm and the Eastern Michigan tennis team a lot of props, and by the way, a lot of teams on campus deserve props right now. But Steve Shram, three and zero in their last three matches, they've got the win streak going. They're on their best stretch against Division One opponents since 2021. Took down Oakland yesterday, four to three, for their second or their third consecutive win, excuse me. And uh, it's really nice to see. And I, I really want to give a lot of credit both to Coach Tram because of what he's been able to do here in his first season, Greg, but also there's a lot of new student athletes that were not a part of this program even at the start of December. Really, as the new semester uh, got underway, but Schramm did a lot of heavy recruiting, was able to get a lot of mid-year transfers in that are making an immediate impact on the tennis program. And so ultimately, as people know, on this show, there's a lot of football talk. There's a lot of basketball talk. We try to get as much other representation in as we can. And so we have to give credit to Steve Schramm. We will have him on at some point, but also uh, the tennis program, Deserves that big shout out. And it's a day of first year head coaches because we'll talk a lot of volleyball in on this one as well, Greg. But uh, I wanted to start with tennis to give them a shout out. Three and oh, in their last three matches.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned it. One person starting their career with Steve Sram, another one ending their career. And senior Newland Stevenson on the track and field side of things, he picked up first team All American honors at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships as he placed seventh in the weight throw uh, over the weekend in New Mexico. Uh, it was a really good throw for Stevenson. His best throw of the championship was a heave of 22.32 meters. That's 73, over 73 feet, Alex. I don't know that I do much things that are 73 feet
0: long. Uh, except for maybe being about 73 feet off the fairway after your drive. You might be Correct. You can't give enough credit to Newland Stevenson, what he's been able to do, how much work he's put in. You also have to credit the coaching staff. But, Greg, I don't think people maybe grasp. I didn't at first when I started reading. I mean, top eight in the nation earned first-team All-America status. And I'm mean, you're talking of, at the start of the season, you're talking thousands of throwers from across the country. You're talking the best institutions in the world, the best facilities, the best. And Eastern Michigan is every year. Has somebody representing at the national stage? Newland Stevenson, top eight, a, the seventh place finish in the country, and this is this is the best of the best. This is the equivalent in track and field of being in March Madness. There is no. Well, there's Power Five championships and Group of Five. No, 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 no. This is the best of the best of the best. Newland Stevenson, top eight. Unbelievable finish to his his career on the indoor side of things. And as and- we
1: talk about, I mean, the rich tradition of EMU track and field. There, There is no more decorated program in the Mid-American Conference. And Stevenson's the first EMU thrower mm-hmm. ever to go to a championship at the NCAA level three times. That's ever, uh, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you think about the fact that Eastern Michigan has had an Olympian in every Summer Olympics since 1960, you think about all the track and field championships, just two more last week. uh, Of course, 157 MAC championships as a university, and a large portion of those are from track and field. So what he was able to do in his individual career, still outdoor to go, so we'll get to see some more events from him. But congratulations, Newland Stevenson, Congratulations, tennis, And how about a little bit of gymnastics on senior day as well, Greg, because, well, let's call it what it is. It's been a year of struggle for uh, for Katie Minnesota and some of the gymnastics student athletes, some injuries they've had to deal with, a lot of really tough competition. But, Greg, this team had a really nice senior day against Bowling Green, picked up the win. And if you look at the team scores the last couple of meets, Eastern Michigan is getting better and better at the end of the season, and it's just in time for MAC Championships. And we know that gymnastics, unlike some sports, all you need is one meet to be crowned champion. And so, good time to be performing at your best heading into the MAC Championships.
1: Certainly so. Uh, we were at the MAC Championships for basketball last week. Alex and I were on the road in Cleveland, Ohio, all week long. It wasn't the way Fred Castro and company wanted their season to end, but they were lucky enough to. Uh, we were lucky enough, I should say. Uh, to witness uh, the way that Trisha Cullop on the women's side for Toledo able to hang a championship banner. Rob Senderhoff able to snap a winning streak for Toledo as the Golden Flashes win. But uh, you root for Mac Brethren to to now go on to that next level. Toledo on the women's side, they will get... Iowa State in the NCAA championships, but then you also see Bowling Green, Ball State, uh, Kent State, and even Northern Illinois all playing in the postseason on the women's side. On the men's side, you're it's just limited numbers as you're going to get, uh, of course, Kent State playing Indiana. I think that's an upset special but then you're going to get Toledo just down the road at the Chrysler Center taking on Michigan. Uh, so I know we'll be cheering those people on. Normally we don't cheer them on in the regular season, but a great experience for us to witness and our staff over the last week to, to take in 14 basketball games.
0: Well, here's a couple of points on that. First and foremost, we want Eastern Michigan to be in these positions. Don't yeah. get us wrong. Uh, but I think you do have to credit uh, Dr. John Steinbrecher, the rest of the Mid-American Conference crew. People, let me tell you something, and this is not a joke. I've been around the country. Greg, you've been around to different events around the country. We are very lucky to be in the Mid-American Conference. It's not perfect, but I will tell you the event that they put on every year in Cleveland is better than almost any in the country. I think it rivals the Power Conferences. I think it's better than some of the Power Conferences. It has an unbelievable big-time feel atmosphere, amenities. So kudos to the MAC for doing what they did. Congratulations to Kent State on the men's side, Trisha Cullum, and Salido on the women's side. I'll, we'll be rooting for you to give the MAC some good credit. But make no mistake, I also think this should be a moment for Eastern Michigan fans, Eastern Michigan student athletes and coaches, the staffers here, to really rally around each other too and say, listen, it's it looks great when you're dousing in confetti, right? Like that's where we want to be. And rest assured, that's also where the programs want to be. Because it's you work so hard in the regular season and to see that culmination happen, that's what keeps you inspired as an Eastern Michigan student athlete to want to get there.
1: Well, I, I'll say it from from having won two championships in Cleveland, or being, I should say, being a part of two championships. I I didn't shoot a basketball, so I can't say I did anything for two championships. But you could make a free throw. Yeah, I I could if I had to. But think back to 4 when Susie Merchant cuts it down for the first time. Then you you fast forward to almost a decade later, Ann Marie Gilbert cuts down some nets. And and even this year, the the Chris Creighton fry bath. Those moments are, as much as you think, okay— It's just going to happen again.
0: They're not around every corner. And it makes you realize you have to savor those moments when they do happen. That's right. So that's a great time to remember. Savor the Potato Bowl Championship from this year. And season tickets are now on sale. So you can call the Eastern Michigan Ticket Office to get your football season tickets for the upcoming fall.
1: If you had a bell right now, I'd ring it for the plug.
0: But also, Greg, we should mention that uh, fall sports, I just mentioned season tickets for football, and they are coming up faster than you think. EMU spring football starts today. There's a full schedule available online. Stay tuned later this evening. uh, The video crew is making an awesome recap video, so there's going to be some highlights coming out of spring practice. But, Greg, the story of the day is not football. The story of the day is new beginnings for another fall sport, and that is the EMU volleyball program, which, again, you talked about savoring moments. It's not that long ago in 2018 that Eastern Michigan was hoisting the MAC championship trophy, and they want to be doing that again. And that's why there's new leadership here in Kevin Foman. And, you know, Greg, this was our first conversation with him that our listeners are going to hear in just a few minutes. But I think I can, just from our conversation, I'll tell you Kevin Foman is a soft speaker. But methodical, very uh, calculated in what he says. But you can tell early on why this guy has been a winner everywhere he's been.
1: Well, and if you don't know his background, here's just a quick Cliff Note version of it. He's a highly accomplished leader. You look at it, it's been the head coach at two previous schools, has an all time winning percentage of 632. He's 153 and 89 in his career. He was the 2022. Mid, uh, Great Midwest Athletic Coach of the Year. He twice helped Ashland earn a spot in the Division II national championships. Uh, he's also cap- captured a conference division title four different times, and he's won a regular season title. Last year, they were twenty three and nine, and in league play, they were sixteen and one.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good resume, and it's exciting to hear about his vision for what's been able to allow him to build championship programs in his previous stops. And then also what drew him to Eastern Michigan, because ultimately, as you know, Greg, coaching is a two-way street. It's not just, hey – we're going to go find a new coach. Part of finding a great successful coach is why they want to be a part of the university. He had glowing things to say about why he felt Eastern Michigan was the right stop. So it's going to be a really fun conversation with him. It's a great chance for you, the listeners, to meet the newest member of the staff, to meet the newest program leader, Kevin Foman, in this volleyball conversation. And we're really excited to see what he's able to do. He's been with the girls now for four practices. We've talked to some of the student athletes and they said, wow, this guy means business. He said it as well, that uh, they're going to be working pretty hard. So exciting times around Eastern Michigan volleyball.
1: Exciting times. Plenty still in store. We have Coach Holman on the other side of this break. But don't forget, plenty of things still to come for you this spring. Still plenty of home lacrosse. Baseball season will get kicked off possibly as early as this week. Maybe if the sun does comes out. If not, certainly uh, next week. So we'll see. Uh, we're just getting started here on the Eastern Insider Podcast.
2: You already know Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan gives you access to the largest network of top doctors and hospitals. What you may not know is that with our 24-hour nurse line, online visits, whole health support, urgent care, and more, you can access the care you need whenever and wherever you need it, giving you the confidence in knowing that you're covered anytime, anywhere. We're here for it all, and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com.
1: Spring has sprung, and before we know it, EMU Volleyball will be hitting to the floor for their spring campaign. We're joined by the new head coach of EMU Volleyball, Kevin Fulman. You've had one week on the job, a wild, quick turnaround from the hiring process. How's everything going for you so far?
2: Uh, It has been a whirlwind, that's for sure. But uh, by today, I've been able to kind of catch up. Tyler's been helping me out a lot. The girls are bought in. It's been fun. But when it you, has been a tornado.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, when you find out about the, the position, you show interest, you get hired, you go through the mm-hmm. whole car wash, lead us to the decision on what was it that said, Eastern Michigan's where I want to go next. A you, lot of, you
2: started at Hillsdale, so you've been yeah, around the yeah, state. Yeah, a lot of it was a gut feeling, if I'm being totally honest. When it opened, um, you know, I just had that feeling like, okay, let's give it a try, see what we can do. I feel like it's primed to have continued success. And whatever's happened in the past, whatever it may be, I feel like I had that passion that kind of wants to come in here and set the, the culture and be able to kind of not turn things around, but be able to make my mark here. And I think it just kind of drew me to it. I, you know, I love the area, um, the volleyball in this in the Midwest is, is perfect. It's, 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 you know, it's what you want in the facilities can't match it. So it just kind of drew me to it. I just had a good feeling about it.
0: Coach, let's start at the beginning of your journey because as Greg and I talk with our guests all the time, everybody has a different sports mm-hmm. journey, the way you get into it, the way you get involved. So take us through, you know, where you grew up, how you got involved in sports and then how you got involved in volleyball because you have quite the baseball background as well. Yeah,
2: yes I do and I still love baseball. Um grew up in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Big time baseball town, a lot of good a lot of guys still playing professionally around there. Um baseball was life there wasn't much volleyball going up it was baseball basketball track all the normal stuff volleyball wasn't even a thought process um go to college play in college get a chance to play afterwards by about year four i'm never gonna make it to the bigs i just enjoy playing getting paid for it i love the life but i kind of get introduced to playing volleyball one of my best friends from college and takes me out we start playing outdoor volleyball i'm like ah i think i'm hooked and so like my last two years of playing playing independent ball, just kind of way out in West Texas, I find myself caring more about volleyball than baseball. So then I uh, I took a leap of faith. I stopped coaching baseball and had a pretty good opportunities to go very grassroots club volleyball and connect just hooked instantly and just kind of just built and built and built and grew and grew and grew. And, grew. and then now I'm here. You
1: have coaching stops that you're alma mater, the University of Mary Washington. You also go to Hillsdale, mm-hmm. but then you get the first break at Lake Erie College, not known for athletics. They they sometimes struggle with their resources. Sure, you get to move within the own conference to, yes. to Ashland, uh, and then have just dominated. At, There is the Eagles have just continued to be very successful. You had a season long winning streak, a match winning streak. Mm -hmm. Uh, What, what does it take to go at those places and build championship teams like that? I think
2: I believed what I could do. And I think that I had a lot of energy and passion and I, you know, despite, especially early on, I may not have as much volleyball IQ as maybe others, but I believed in what I could do. And no matter what sport I was going to be at, I thought I could win and I just believed in that, I believed in the the small details, I believed in hard work, and I think that the players I was was able to coach bought into that belief, and that's how we were able to kind of turn things around pretty quickly, um, and then built winning tradition out of that. So it took some luck, Mm -hmm. it took me getting kids who would just buy into everything I said, and it also took that belief and that passion and that want to kind of change it, so. One of
0: the things uh, Greg and I talk about on this show is, and we pride ourselves on, is bringing people inside the locker room, inside the coach's office, mm-hmm. and getting real information. Your first appearance, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, what are the, the two or three pillars of what it's going to take to implement your program here and to build Eastern Michigan back into a championship program? Um, and, and how quickly do you see that happening?
2: Um, first is, I, said this, I just said this, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but belief belief in themselves and belief in us to coaching staff, I think they if they believe in what we're doing, we can do a lot of things. Um, Conditioning and getting those legs, because we work hard. And they've of course worked hard in the past as well, but working hard to what we consider that Um, there are things we do in practice that if we beat those drills, we're going to win, we haven't been we know, we're going to take some time to believe to to win those drills. Um, and And then also adding that recruiting piece as well. So finding those those players who are willing to buy in kind of build their own legacy here, kind of be the best class that's at Eastern, whatever it may be. I think if we're able to kind of combine that belief with that, that work ethic and that being the the most physically fit most um, go into practice and just kill it for two and a half hours, three hours. And then also adding that recruiting piece, we'll be able to turn around pretty quickly. I think what I've seen so far just in the four days that buy in has been great. So I've been very happy with that. Um, if we can get some pieces and we can get some healthy, we can add a little bit to our roster, stay healthy, stay strong, continue where we're going, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people next year.
1: When you look at this, the the days of old are, are since gone. People are come and go, unfortunately, with the transfer portal. Or fortunately, some coaches looked at it as a benefit, that you can yep. go out, quickly grab something What's your view? Would you rather take a high school kid or would you rather see somebody who's maybe had a year or two of college under
2: them? That is a great question. And I think we have to adapt to whatever our team needs at that moment. In a perfect world, I would rather take a freshman, build the culture, know the person for four years, be able to really truly change who they are, you know, and kind of develop that relationship that will last past their time in volleyball. But there comes times when you need that, mm-hmm. that kid. I mean, Texas has actually won the national championship. They had a ton of transfers. And you're looking at Alabama basketball right now, Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to do whatever's best at that time. But you're asking me what my honest opinion is. It's develop, have a lasting relationship, see what I can do in four years type of thing. But that's not how the world works. Right. Whatever we can do to help us win. If we lose someone, we may need to fill it up with someone who's got a little more experience based upon the year by you know, year to year.
0: Uh, we know your your volleyball resume on paper is extensive. What is the thing that when you're talking to Scott Weatherby or you're interviewing with the mm-hmm. committee here, Aaron Quito, what are some of the things about you personally outside of maybe just your record on the court that you feel like gives you the opportunity to come here and be a successful coach at this level in the Mid-American Conference and uh, to really bring, again, championship volleyball back?
2: I would say it's more about relationships. My ability to build those relationships and have players who would honestly do anything to better themselves anything i ask and i think that takes time but that i've been lucky enough to um build those long lasting relationships and i believe that 99 percent of them would all come back and say what they need to say to help me get this this job and um that would be the primary reason for all the success that we, were, we were lucky enough to have is just those relationships
0: as a follow-up to that we heard you talk about the athleticism that it's going to take to play here and mm-hmm. some of those on-court um, intangibles but when you're looking in the recruiting process whether it's in the transfer portal whether it's at, uh, at the tra- traditional high school level what are what are some of those kind of buzzwords those things that when you're looking at a student, potential student-athlete you're saying they've got to have that if they're going to come play for <laughs> me and come play at eastern michigan
2: what do they touch so like what? Uh, how high can they jump and touch? If you're an attacker, that's like a big thing that uh, that we try and look at because that's going to tell you if you are able to be, you know, have a little bit more freedom. Um, you want to, you know, that's a, a small window for a setter. If you don't touch as high, um, you can go over a block and make a little bit more uh, more shots if you're a little bit taller. So that that approach touch is a is a big thing that we're looking for.
1: When you look at your team, I've been lucky enough to call them on ESPN the last few years, and, and Ryan and Willie and I share that that distinction of being the play-by-play people, but when you call a game, what do you want the, the style of people to say your team is? Yes. I mean, a lot of people look at, okay, we're a defensive
2: team that yep. has a pretty good offense. Some people are vice versa. What do you want to hang your hat on? Defense, 100%. The biggest pride I, I get is when other players – come up to us or refs and they just say, I love either working your team or I love watching your team just because we'll fly all over the gym and we we'll just be not scrappy is almost like a a bad term to say, but athletically scrappy is kind of like where we hang our heads. So when we make those turns and programs, it's okay, we're going to outwork you every single point. Um, and that's kind of when you watch us, I want it to be fun to watch because we're, you know, we're not making ton of mistakes. We're just scrappy digging, playing defense and making it really difficult for the other team.
0: So from independent ball to getting your feet wet in club volleyball, mm-hmm. now you walk in, this is your first week uh, here, full week on the job. You walk in and you're you're practicing and you're coaching in the George Girvin game above center where you look up and you see that you'll play your matches next year. Uh, for you, I know you have a lot of work to do here still, <laughs> but just looking at, Going from where you've been to a 9,000-seat arena mm-hmm. to the best of the best in terms of facilities and at this level, um, when you look at your own career from that 10,000-foot view, how proud of yourself are you and, and the people that have helped you get here? And just what does it mean to you to be here on campus?
2: It hasn't set in yet. I would say that the biggest thing is getting all the messages I received that were just, like, very humbling. And I was like, oh, wow, I maybe should sit back and, and be proud of it. Right now, I'm just trying to work and not think about it but it, you know if you're going to ask me that question i'm i'm just like very not happiest you know that's not the right word but i'm very proud of every single person i've been able to be with you know chris cavell at at hillsdale you know all the people that kind of like took me under their wing that believed in me that all of that kind of like you know just feels great so yeah you're right you're 100% right i just texted my buddy took a picture of the gym and said this is a little bit different <laughs> So like, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it hit the nail on the head.
1: It also starts at home in some capacity because you can't do it alone. I mean, you have a support system you've built. Your wife has been a vital vital part of your winning at, at mm-hmm. the last few stops. How important is the family atmosphere to you and knowing that you've got three young kids now that yep. you're bringing to Eastern Michigan?
2: It's the number one priority. Like being a father is my, was my ultimate goal and is my number one priority, um, and having Remy, of course, she's she's a boss, and we complement each other very well. Um, but that is how we get the recruits we may not sh- we maybe should have shouldn't have gotten is because they see literally who we are, that we are actually you know a family, and I'm a family man, and that comes first. But of course, it they come together. But um, that's been the key to key to all the luck and success I've had is just being a good you know family man. You must be a
0: very good family man, because I'll tell you, Greg and I have great support systems at home, but I don't think think either Kathy or Becca would... Ever take us up on the <laughs> opportunity to work with us on a day-to-day basis? No. They're like, you need that uh, ten hours away <laughs> yeah. from us. Um, I do want to ask you about that family connection because I actually just before we started this interview, I was catching up with Aaron Hilt, the Eastern Michigan baseball pitching coach, who of yes. course you know from Ashland. And I said, "Well, what's your what's your background like with with Coach Foman? And obviously, he had great things to say about you as a volleyball coach, but also told me. That he helped you move in to your place yeah. at Ashland and he actually built one of your children's cribs and i said well <laughs> i guess the real question is for you did that crib stay standing <laughs> is it was a good craftsmanship and
2: are you on speaking terms with aaron hilt after that that is great i honestly forgot about that uh yes he's the best he's always been the best and uh he was great at ashland and he's gonna do awesome stuff here but He's the nicest person ever.
0: And as a follow up to that, does it obviously? There's a lot of new people to meet. This is a great <laughs> opportunity. But is it nice to walk in the door and have at least one connection where you kind of have that?
2: that it is. Feel? It is. It's a very. That's like, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because it really is. It makes it feel a little less, because you know, I know I got Aaron right down the, down the hallway.
1: Knowing that you've got a lot of stuff on your plate, you're gonna you're balancing the newborn. But what do you like to do away from the office? What are we? What can fans expect to see you really embracing about being part of this community? Um,
2: I, I love working out, either whether it's about super long runs or um, that's probably my biggest my biggest biggest thing to do is working out, um, training for half Ironmans or full Ironmans or doing stuff with my buddies, you know, over Zoom. That's the kind of thing that I love doing. So.
0: I know this might be an unfair question because again, you haven't been here that long and maybe you've only been on campus, but so far, take away the fact that you're Division I head coach, you've got this office, you've got this arena, what's been your favorite part of the transition so far uh, or maybe a favorite spot that you've been able to visit
2: here on campus? Honestly, that, uh, well on campus, the student center is nice. And I just, we just started using, last week we had to practice in the rec and they were really nice and just like welcoming and work coming into their space. I thought that was outstanding. And they're like, anytime you guys need it, like, feel free to reach out. I thought that was, that really stood up because they didn't need to help us, right? They have a lot of things going on there, but we called them and within hour, whatever it was, they're like, yeah, you can come practice your Thursday and Friday. I think that stood out just like, wow, they're willing to come help us out, so. Coach, really appreciate your time. We welcome you to campus as both alums of this place. We
1: know it's a a great place to be, and uh, we look forward to your tremendous success on the floor
2: and in the community and classroom, too. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. This has been another edition of the Eastern
0: Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes
2: on demand.